Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and normally what I do is read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. But today, I just wanted to talk. I just wanted to talk to y'all, check in with you, see how you're doing, See how you are weathering life. See if you are okay. I just really wanted to talk. Um, As these days have been, it seems like, running into one another, where it doesn't even feel like 24 full hours is what we have, although I know we do, where the hours are starting to feel like minutes and the minutes are starting to feel like seconds and all of those things, how are you doing? Are you taking time out to rest? Are you taking time out to heal? Are you taking time out for you, for your family, for the people that you love, whom you hold near and dear to your heart? Are you taking care of you? So I live in Austin, Texas, and I was born and raised in Austin, Texas. Excuse me. And, you know, they have this thing called Southern Hospitality. Well, with me being a Southerner, um, maybe there is some truth to that because I love to greet people. I love to check on people. I love to take care of people, Um, and I love to encourage people. So maybe that's the hospitable side of myself. But what I have come to recognize is that although I encourage everyone to take care of themselves because there is only one you, what I am realizing is that, excuse me, There are times that I literally don't do the same for myself. Now, I am getting a little bit better. I still got a long way to go because y'all know some old habits really do die hard. And, excuse me, when you're a person that is so used to taking care of others in in all of these different ways, checking on them, making sure they're good, um, then sometimes because time can't escape you so quickly, you literally may end up being where it's like, oh, that's right. I need to take care of me. So that's why I wanted to come on here today. Um, I have incorporated an earlier schedule for myself where I am able to go and run errands and do things that I normally would put on hold because of the days literally flowing into each other. So, Instead of me doing the opposite and making excuses of why it is that I didn't get X, Y, or Z taken care of, I just made a conscious effort to get up a little bit earlier. So, excuse me, for those of you that are um, in the Austin, Texas area or surrounding areas, um, you are aware that the next few days we are going to really, truly have ice and snow and everything else. 
And so um, in preparation for that, I'd already done the grocery shopping a little bit earlier on this week. And then I thought about it, and I was like, girl, one of the main things that you ran of last, ran out of last time was water. Um, you need to make sure you stop, stop up on water and stop by the store. So that's actually what I'm doing. And I got up early enough to where I could stop by multiple stores. So that way, if some of these stores haven't had an opportunity to restock, um, it will not abort my mission. So by my getting up earlier, I am able to make sure that I address one of the main things that needs to be addressed um, so that I can make sure that me as well as my children that we remain comfortable during the storm. But that's a part of taking care of me. That's a part of taking care of them. And sometimes you could be so caught up in taking care of others that you literally forget some of the simple things. I had time to pray this morning. I had time to center myself this morning. I had time to have a conversation with a few people that I love um, because I still have to check in. I still have to check in, especially right now with my mother um, because now she no longer has either parent. She has a step-parent still alive, but she doesn't have the biological parents any longer. And that could be very detrimental um, when you don't have your mother or father. And I've heard the testimonies. I cannot attest to that. I cannot testify to it only for the simple fact that that currently, by the grace of God, is not my testimony. But there are a lot of people where this is their testimony and they have lost both their mother and their father. And there was one lady that I had spoken to when she lost her mother after losing her father previously. Um, she made the comment to me that it's almost like, she told me, these were her words, not mine, that it makes you feel like an orphan child. And she said one of the reasons being is because I became so dependent on the primary parent after my other parent passed away that now I don't have even that. And so for a while, she was saying how it made her feel displaced in society. And even though I cannot relate to losing um, both parents, I can relate to feeling displaced. And so my heart goes out to my mother and her siblings and everyone, or I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Yeah, it is her, her siblings <laughs> um, who have been impacted by the loss of my grandfather. And today is like a really, 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 um, oh, yeah, today is, is the day that they make the real arrangements. And so um, I'm on standby. If anything shifts in the atmosphere, um, I know that I need to be available to her. But at the same time, I am focusing or trying to at least as best as I possibly can. Now, again, don't get me wrong, y'all. Every time that I have experienced a loss in the family, um, it does something heart-wise um, for me. And so I am learning 
how to allow my grief to be processed, but in the same token, I am doing my best to be present with the people who are still here. And I really do hope that that was articulated correctly. And so um, while I am on standby, <clears throat> just in case my mother needs me and my grandmother needs me, um, and my heart goes out to my grandmother as well. That's the one thing that I did tell my grandmother, though, because I've been paying attention to how my grandmother is dealing with this loss. Now, she actually is my, because um, she would be considered my step-grandmother. Um, however, I've been really, truly paying attention to how she's handling this loss. Y'all, she's a rock. And, of course, I know it may be different when we get to the funeral, but she's a rock. So I told her the other day, I said, Grandma, I am pulling from your strength because I really, truly am. And I believe all of us are, and I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad. Truth be told, we, we should be pulling from the strength of God. But because she is a woman of God and we know that she's pulling from his strength and the way that she's carrying herself, um, I believe that it's comforting us in our own way um, and it's helping us in our own way because that was her husband. My grandfather was her husband. And so we've been paying attention to that. But one of the things that I also recall is that when one of my dear friends, um, Sister Hallelujah, a.k.a. Angela Edwards, when she was going through um, having to make arrangements for her husband, rest in peace, um, Reverend Larry Edwards, senior, um, when she was going through what she was going through in preparation of his funeral and everything surrounding that, I literally pulled a lot from her strength as well. Um, I told her that if I were married and I had to be in that particular situation, she's an example that I would truly want to follow. Um, because when you are a minister, people truly watch your ministry. And she ministered. She ministered. It, at one point, we were in the church, and she got up and said, it's too quiet up in here. And, you know, I, I chuckled. I think that she, she, I told her she, I think she missed her calling because she's actually really funny. But it wasn't a funny situation, but the way that she interjected it was actually quite funny. Um, she was trying to put some life in the situation, even though we were celebrating his life. So I try to pull from people who exude strength in very trying times. Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so um, I watch. I'm a people watcher. I do that naturally, but I truly do watch how people deal with their own grief, um, because I know I can learn something. I know I can learn something. And so um, there's another one. Um, her name is Kelly Lane. Well, I'm sorry, that's the old name. Her new name is Kelly Aguese, Um, and she is the CEO of Warrior Nation Ministries. And recently she lost the father of two of her children suddenly. And I've been watching her ministry. And as I've been watching her ministry, it is blossoming. Um, and she is truly ministering while she's in pain. And 
doing the best she can now. And so I pull from that um, because truth be told, whenever you have certain losses, you will forget if you're not careful to take care of you. So what I'm learning is that I can grieve, I can be hurting while I'm still healing, but at the same time, I have to define what taking care of me truly looks like. Have you defined what taking care of you truly looks like? Because it's going to look different for everyone. Here are some of the ways that I truly believe that you can take care of yourself. I talked about centering yourself. Sometimes it helps whenever you get into a quiet place and you allow your thoughts to become centered. You put away or you allow certain thoughts to just fall by the wayside so that you can align yourself with the universe. And in doing that, you should begin to feel some sense of peace. You let your thoughts, whatever is at the top of your mind, you just you quiet yourself, you put some quiet um, some really, really nice slow music, and you close your eyes, and when you're closing your eyes, you hear the thoughts that are coming to the surface, but you don't stay there long. And you allow them to fade away. And then eventually you should have a stillness, a calming come over you. And it's in that moment that you are able to just center yourself. So I'm not the master of centering, but I have been a participant in centering. And you can do it many different ways. So I'm going to do this with you. I'm going to try to do this with you. If, if you're driving, please do not close your eyes. If you are driving, please wait till you get to a place where there is no possibility of you hurting anyone or yourself. But you just steal yourself. You allow yourself. Let me count down. So at least if you are doing this, you'll kind of have a starting point. So five, four, three, two, one. Breathe in. Breathe out. And if you do it when you're breathing in, you count five, four, three, two, one. And then you hold it or count of five, if you can. If you have just survived COVID and you can't hold your breath, don't do it. Just hold it for one or two counts. And then after you've held it for five counts, then you release it. Five, four, three, two, one. So then you release it. And you do that for at least three to five times. And you can count in your head or you can count out loud whatever you are most comfortable with. But there's something about breathing in, holding it for a moment, and then breathing out, that if you do that repetitiously, not only are you helping your lungs, not only are you helping 
whatever is going on and you're releasing some of that stress that may be bottled up on the inside, pay attention to your shoulders. Try your best to relax your shoulders. You can hold your head up. Make sure you're in a position, a comfortable position. You can cross your legs if you want to or you can keep them straight. It's really up to you. But make sure that whatever you're doing, you're in a position of reception where you can receive the calmness and the, and the serenity of centering yourself. And then after you are in a place where you can feel your body getting more and more calm, then take a moment to think of five things that you are grateful for. I'm grateful for my breath. I'm grateful for my relationship with God. I'm grateful for my friends and family. I'm grateful for employment. I'm grateful for my home. And if you go beyond five, that's fine. But think of the things that you are grateful for. Focus on those things. Your list could be five, your list could be 20, but focus on those things. And then thank, whether it's God or the universe, for this opportunity for you to center yourself before you enter into a chaotic world or before you enter into having to do all of these projects, whatever the case may be, take a moment to just express your gratitude. And then when you feel as if, okay, <clears throat> excuse me, my thoughts are clear now, my mind is clear, my heart feels good, then you can do the breathing to release whatever else may still be lingering, and you do the breathing in, you're counting, you could do one, two, three, four, five, and then you hold for five if you can, and then you breathe out, five, four, three, two, one. And once you do that, pay attention to your body language, pay attention to how you feel. If you have a journal, then take that journal and write down what centering yourself felt like. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can try to make it a habit. You could do it once a week if you want to. You can make an appointment with yourself or with God that centering yourself is something that you're going to focus on for the next 30 days just to check in with you. That's one way for you to take care of you. Another way is for you to write a gratitude journal. Maybe you are allowing the days to escape you and you are operating in entitlement instead of gratitude. Maybe there's it's time to do a shifting in your mindset. And so having a gratitude journal, you can write down as many things on a daily basis that you're grateful for. And by doing that, it keeps you also aware whenever the stinking thinking tries to creep in and tells you you're not worthy of this and you're not worthy of that and you are able to debunk those thoughts because you now can pull out your gra gratitude journal, <clears throat> excuse me, 
and you can say, nope, that's not true. I am worthy. And I've got the notes to prove it. Another way that you can take care of yourself is to turn off social media. Yes, I said it. Turn off social media. Some people fast from social media. Some people just get off of the grid on purpose. That's another way of you taking care of yourself. Because whether you're consciously aware of it or not, other people's problems can become your problems. Not only that, if you're not careful and you're not taking care of your mental health, you can actually go online and you can see someone achieving the very things that you aspire to achieve. And if you're not careful, it'll turn into jealousy and envy because you're not taking care of yourself. See, the only way that you could truly rejoice for others is when your cup is completely full. It becomes harder for you to rejoice for others if your cup is on empty. So one of the ways that you can take care of yourself is by filling your own cup. And sometimes filling your own cup does require that you get off of social media. So if you are one of those people, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention to how you respond when you see someone announcing their great news. If you are not genuinely happy for them, and if you feel a sense of envy or jealousy or insecurity creep up, maybe it's time for you to take a break from social media and to check in with yourself to figure out where is this stemming from? Why do I feel that way? I normally rejoice for others. It could potentially be that your cup has now become empty you got to figure out a way to fill it. So sometimes taking care of yourself means getting off of the social grid, getting off of social media. Another way that you can take care of yourself, cut that phone off. I know, fear, false evidence appearing real. A lot of times we don't want to turn the phone off because we feel like we're going to get that phone call and we're going to miss it. And then all hell is going to break loose because we did. Cast that care aside. Make yourself a priority. Don't operate in fear. Try to believe that all of the important calls that you are meant to catch, you will catch. But right now, you need to cut that phone off, whether it be a day, whether it be an hour, whether it be 10 minutes, to take care of you. Another way that you can take care of yourself, if you're a workaholic, take some time away from work. That's another way of taking care of yourself. Because a lot of times people work for fear of losing a job, for fear that somebody else may outshine them and then they'll get that responsibility for fear that can't nobody do it as good as you. That's kind of like self-righteousness. Because even if they can't do it as good as you or like you, everybody brings something to the table. So if you are a workaholic, take time away from work. That's another way that you can take care of yourself. Another way that you can take care of yourself is to listen. 
Listen to the thoughts that are in your mind. Write them down if you need to. Figure out where some of your thoughts are coming from. Debunk a lot of the stinking thinking. Replace the negative thoughts with positive thoughts. Sometimes in order for you to do that, you actually have to have a dialogue because some of those thoughts don't just involve you. They involve others. Write down what that looks like to you. If you have anxiety every single time someone calls, where is that anxiety coming from? If you have an attitude every single time someone calls, where is that attitude coming from? If you have an attitude every single time someone pings you at your job, where is that attitude stemming from? Take time out to write that stuff down. And then sort those thoughts out. Figure out what is the truth, and that's what you should meditate on. And cast down the lies. That's another way that you can take care of yourself. The other way that you can take care of yourself is therapy, counseling, godly counseling, if need be. I mean, I believe you need it, but there's some people that believe you don't. So there's that. But godly counseling is is also an option because you're taking care of your mental, you're taking care of your spiritual, you're taking care of your psychological, whatever that looks like for you. I'm not talking about retail therapy, but you know what? For some people, retail therapy may be another way of taking care of yourself because I know I am I am one of those persons who has truly used retail therapy many, 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 many times. So for some people, that may be a way for you to take care of yourself. So recently, my left eye has been twitching a lot, and I do mean a lot. And so I was talking to my sweetheart, and I was like, what in the world is happening I know I'm under a lot of stress. I know that I have experienced a lot of trauma. And then he was like, could it be that you're sleep deprived? And I said, you might be onto something. Because I've been so concerned about everyone else's well-being that I have, in that regard, neglected my sleep. So another way that you can take care of yourself, and I'm speaking to myself because the word is a two-edged sword, is by getting sufficient rest. And not just one day a week. I mean, that's a good place to start, but consecutively so that you'll be in the right headspace to tackle the things that are going to come your way on a day-to-day basis. Another way that you can take care of yourself is drinking plenty of water and staying hydrated. That may look different for two different people. And another way that you can take care of yourself is to exercise. Even if you just walk 30 minutes a day or every other day or twice a week, whatever that looks like for you, or if you're just lifting weights while you're sitting down, or if you're just doing leg lifts while you're sitting down at your desk, exercise is a great way for you to take care of you. So those are just a few things that come to my mind. 
if you're married, if you're married, I mean, you know, there's some people that they're not married and they're going to do what they want to do when they want to do it. Um, but this particular suggestion is to marry folks. If you're married, have as much sex as you can. That's another way that you can help take care of yourself. Don't deny your flesh when it comes to you and your spouse being intimate. Do what you got to do, boo. That's another way for you to take care of you. So on that note, I am going to conclude this episode. Um, And today's date is February the 1st of 2022. This is to my future hubby. Hello, dear future hubby. Today's date is February, I'm sorry, February the 2nd of 2022. And it's been a day already. Are you taking care of you is my question. Are you doing what is required to make sure that you are good mentally, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically? Are you taking time out to center yourself? Are you taking time out to write in a gratitude journal? Are you taking time out to work out? Are you taking time out to make sure you're good? I hope that you are making yourself a priority, especially during this pandemic, because these are definitely trying times, and we will be tried. So my prayer for you is that you are taking care of you in every possible way so that you can maintain your health all the way around. I love you. Be encouraged. Teresa. Love, Teresa. So I hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. But please. Do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there's only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye. And thank you so much for listening.